G'day, everybody. We're here today with Helwyn Shan, uh, children's book author extraordinaire. Uh, I remember working uh, with, with Shan on Crocodoodle Snap, which is a hilarious little jaunt. Um, so uh, thanks for joining us today, Shan. Um, you want to just give us a little bit of a, a, a background on how you became a children's book author? Oh, thanks for having me, Maddie. Um, basically, it started because I had kids. I think when I really, when I really, really started to get into it, you know, those sleepless nights, as you can probably Sounds familiar. I know, right? And so, you know, my husband was away a lot, so I was at basically on my own, which is, you know, not a healthy place for someone with my imagination to be. So anyway, um, it was mostly started in that way where I would often wake up with stories in my head, usually in a rhyming verse of sorts. And I would like to scribble, what I call scribble sketch, and sort of add the pictures that then the kids would have something to read or I would read to them. Um, and it just progressed from there, basically. So, yeah, nothing really unusual. <laughs> no, sounds all to, a, all to a familiar story, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Um, I remember when I actually got into it for almost identical reason when uh, my daughter came up with an idea for Monsters in the Garden. She actually thought there was Monsters in the Garden and I wrote the story and after a couple of years of just reading it to her, she finally asked, well, when are you going to draw the pictures? And that's where my author slash illustrator career kicked off. Yeah. Um, so speaking of ideas, you know, we've already mentioned the kids. Where do you get all your ideas from? Well, it's more a case of them finding me. I think the ideas find me. Um, I tend to be the type of person that sits still I like to sit still, even in a crowd or, you know, stand still, sit still, whatever. Um, and I find the strangest little thoughts come in my head. Like, for instance, every morning here we have this big run of snails and my husband and I go out and we try to see where they have been doing the most damage. Now, I'm in there going, ew, ew, I can't touch them, and he's picking them up and tossing them over the fence. And I'm thinking, that snail's probably taken like six weeks to get over to my side of the fence you've been tossed back over so it's almost like that over the hedge kind of idea that oh what is it the story of a snail or the acids I think I gave you an idea that time about the acids the ants are always hurting acids something but what if there's a another colony of ants and they so when they raid those acids a bit like you know the cowboy rustling the cattle I thought now there's another one so in a way with me it's all usually just stumbled upon a very much a stumble upon a or I don't sleep and it just pops into my head. Yeah. Mm. Very good. Yeah. Um, so being in the regions, you know, you're you're down south at the moment now, but you're still yeah. in the regions down so you like hours away from any major city. So yeah. as a regional author, um, what can you say would be the biggest challenge? I think in especially because we've moved to a new regional area. So we're sort of like starting up again, finding those networks, finding those contacts or groups, um, because even with all the ideas, um, if you really want to sort of start, like for myself, want to actually make it be more serious about it, like writing books and illustrating books that could hit the shelves and be much more sort of um, appealing on a, on a grander scale for a bigger audience, um, it's important to build the networks and then to be able to, sort of find courses and things that you can go to so that you can develop those skills. Um, and regionally, it's very hard in some cases because you've got to start again. Um, you've got to find, like we're two hours from Melbourne, and so you've got to actually, the money, the time to try and go out there and build that source up all conferences so that you can network, you can talk to people and therefore, you know, sort of like to, to, to yeah. find those, those bases. 
Um, and as I say, in a new area, we started all over again from scratch. And then last year, we were really hit with COVID, so we weren't even allowed out of our regional area. So, again, you sort of have to rely on your internet, I suppose. You have to sort of become more willing, I guess, to hit the social side of things or the technology side of things, which for me, I'm a pen and paper book person. I'm about really do the social networking. Yeah, the, net, the networking is a really uh, crucial component. Uh, and it's the same for any sort of entrepreneur or online business, but more so for the children's book author. Yep. Um, and that's, you know, like where um, I've set up those uh, Facebook communities for writers and illustrators um, and for, you know, writing challenges and illustration challenges and that sort of stuff, just for a, a comfortable place for people to go to and ask questions and um yeah and get some critiquing or some feedback if they want in a nice yeah. safe environment i find that um that in itself for me was one of the difficult things was getting critique you know being willing to put your work yeah. out to someone else because you say you give your story or your manuscript to friends and family nine times out of ten they're gonna go oh yeah it's really good i love I know, it they love it <laughs> yeah but what you really need is that you know objective view where people can go yes it's good but you're missing the plot in the middle or, you know, I don't understand this bit or the rhyming scheme doesn't work, yeah. something along those lines. So, yeah, that is yeah. definitely a big challenge in the networking component. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's so much out there, you end up getting rather, or for me, anyway, I'm only talking for myself, I get rather scrambled, like scramble heads because there's this one and then this one and then this one and suddenly you're inundated with all these options and all these possibilities and then you've got to have that trust back like oh so is this really worth especially the investment dollars is this really because you we've both encountered we've got oh this sounds really good and then you put the money you go god not what i thought yeah, that's <laughs> you know and you can't really afford to have that and that makes me a little more and more gun shy and i sort of oh you know so yeah yeah now, you're a bit of an arty type as well, and I've asked this question a few times to other regional authors. Me being an author illustrator, it's not so much of a challenge, and yourself being artistic. But if you had a story uh, and you wanted to get it illustrated by somebody, um, you know, how would you go about getting the illustrations? Um, well, that's a tricky one. Um, but even like for myself, if I'm doing sketches of my own, um, I tend to... I think it's a little bit of research, I suppose, and start looking, like if you're already reading, I would assume that most people would have some sense of a book that they've already liked, especially in the children's book era, uh, classification. Yeah. Um, they'll find that they are drawn to certain styles, I guess. Um, and I would imagine that for me, I would be looking at sourcing those people. I would look at the illustrators themselves or the art that, that appeals to me, what I would like to see, that seems to fit what I am already writing or what I imagine in my head as the illustration would be. Yeah. And um, try and get in touch, I guess, because beyond that, I don't really know how you would do it. You yeah. don't have an idea of what you already see. Um, you could only broadcast it out there or maybe like you say with conferences um, where they sometimes have illustration avenues yeah. to check the work. Yeah. That's how I would do it. I'm drawn to certain things in the situation. Uh, two of the biggest organisations that I always uh, recommend uh, authors to join is the Schwibby, one, the Society yeah. of Children, Book Writers and Illustrators. Uh, yeah. They have 
um, authors and illustrators listed on those websites with their folios of work. And also the ASA, which is the Australian Society of Authors, there's a section on there called the Style Guide, Style Guide which um, they have a listing of illustrators in their portfolios up there for all the big name uh, publishers to use. So, yeah, I always suggest those two as a starting point and then you've got your other Facebook groups as thousands of them out there at the moment yeah, yeah. Because, i mean for me i'm much more um, i draw on i'm i'm interested in one well, i tend to be drawn rather to the illustrations i remember from my childhood from books that i read yeah which is probably what nowadays would be considered more classical they're you know they're much more artistic in terms not fine art but they're more artistic with the brush strokes and the pencil lines and all those sorts of things whereas now things are becoming so digitalized digitalized, digitalized. Digitalized, yeah, digitized. Yeah. And I find that even like on the like the children's movies now, even the way that they do things is not what I necessarily would be drawn to myself. It's just, I guess, a personal choice. So yeah, yeah. and I remember the the Scoobies or the Shoobies. Yeah. So, <laughs> so because you have that different viewpoint um, from the illustration side of things, yeah. I think it's important to um, let other authors slash illustrators or just authors know that um, to stay true to themselves. Uh, yeah. It's one of the one of the key things to just write the way that you want to write, not what's popular in tra yeah. trade print or whatever at the moment. And yeah. if you like a specific illustration style, just because it doesn't seem to be in every picture book at the moment, source that illustration style and, and follow what's true to your story or what's true to your I had made a note for that for today's session to say that you, you should be true to your own voice. So I, I hear things in rhyme. That's not to say I can't write in quotes, but when it comes to the children, things I have, a, it's just sing song rhyme and it, it always has been that way. As soon as I start to write it, it usually comes out in rhyme. Um, yeah. I hear things in rhyme and I see the picture that goes with the rhyme in my head. My greatest challenge is converting what I see here in my head and transferring it onto the page. Yeah. Because then it's a case of your, um, well, my ability, what is my strength in that drawing style? And if I can't do it, then I'm hoping to find someone who can actually better, yes. <laughs> better portray it. Um, and that's the other thing, just being open to that. Okay, so I have a certain style, but being open to there's other styles that you might have thought to start with, oh, that's not going to be mine. But then when you see it, it's like, oh, actually... Like, oh, I wouldn't have thought to put an illustration there. Oh, I wouldn't have thought to add that part to that particular section. Yeah. Well, I actually pride myself on being an author illustrator and I've always thought about, you know, I write the story and I draw them. Yeah. Um, but I've just outsourced one um, of my current stories for somebody else to illustrate because I yeah. just want to see what it's going to look like if somebody else's perspective yeah. to see how they come up with the, the characterisations and, exactly. and the stories. So, yeah, it's, it's, and it's the same with, with music. You know, you just hear someone else has put a different touch to the music, how you've heard it, how you've written it. It's quite exciting to see, oh, I would never have, or like recipes, I suppose, all the cooking shows, I never would have thought to put that with that. <laughs> yeah, and, and if the newbie writer is fortunate enough to be picked up by a trade publisher like, you know, um, Penguin or Scholastic or something like that, they, they won't necessarily have to worry about the illustration because the publisher will choose the style or they'll choose two or three people that they've got in their stable and then the author basically has to put up with yeah. what they choose yeah. and how they see the illustrations as well, which might be different. And I think they, that's another thing is if you're, well, for my, again, I'm only speaking for my premise as a picture booker. Um, 
as well as being true to your own voice is sort of finding out where exactly do you want to go like like if you're doing it for your own pleasure and the pleasure of your loved ones or friends and stuff um that's great like you can't really go wrong if you try to do it for to go further and actually make a career out of it and hope to be published you've got to then learn okay there are rules as much as i don't like that word rules and there's protocol um uh, formattings and all those sorts of things that have some of the accept, accepted norm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's you've got to decide, I think, be happy like what path are you take? Are you taking it for your own enjoyment and the enjoyment of those around it, in which case great. You know, what you do yeah. is going to be great. If you're doing it because you need to you wish to make it a career or an income producing thing, then you have to do the hard yards. Do the research, do the learning, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was going to ask you what would be your uh, advice for an up-and-coming uh, writer, and I'm, I'm going to take it that that's your advice. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, it's be true to what you what be true to it. If you see something in you you writing couplets, or you you never want to make it rhyme at the end, or you 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 know whatever your voice is, follow that voice. So that's you know find the subject or whatever how it comes out. Just find be true to it. Be true to how you write it. Be true to how you sort of envisage it. But then also try to decide like what path, where where am I wanting to go with this? If it is for enjoyment, like I say, you really, as far as I can, it's not wrong because it's your enjoyment, it fulfills what you're after, it creates a bit of a legacy, if you like, for your family and your friends and for yourself. So I think that's important. If you're doing it for commercial professional development, then you have to you have to, you know, do the courses, you have to be prepared to Check your English, uh, you know, keep up with the latest trends and stuff like, like that word. Get the book, read the book. You don't have to buy it. You go to the library. I'm sure they're on li- in libraries. If there's such a thing as libraries still, I'm not sure. But <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> write your manuscript, send it out, get your feedback, take the constructive feedback on board. Don't get too sensitive about it. Yeah. yeah. And be prepared. The hardest thing for me is letting it go. It's like letting your child go. Like, but it's mine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you, have uh, yeah. you have to do. You have to be prepared. Decide where you're at with it. I have that story that I, I tell a lot of the um, uh, conferences and visits that I go to where the very first conference I ever attended, I submitted stories for um, assessment and uh, the feedback I got was quite um, unexpected. While it wasn't bad, it, it was very you need to fix this area of your writing. And I was really cut and I was like, oh, you know, I thought I did better than that and I was a bit devoted and I went to the rest of the conference and I went back to my room that night preparing for the next day. And when I got up the next morning, I went, everything they said was bang on after I've had that time to just reflect and come and get away from the, but it's my baby, Uh, you just destroyed it. Everything they said was dead on and it improved my writing. Yeah. exponentially so you've yeah. got to be able to separate yourself like you were saying from your child uh, yeah. and be able to take the constructive feedback on board yeah yeah so i think that's probably the best advice out there and that's that's the same advice in anything i think through life so you've got to sort of yeah you've, you've got to be prepared to do the yard to get yeah. where you want to get but i don't think that means you have to compromise though i think that you have to find that middle ground and be prepared to say no 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 that's not how what it says no 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 i want to yeah. You know. Yeah, um, definitely. Because otherwise you just may as well just turn it out. You know, you, well, you do. You may as well just turn it out. You just put it into a 
computer little tidbits and then but uh done and that's not hard you've got to still have some kind of heart or sense of who you are inside of us yeah yeah all right well thank you so much for your time today Sean. thank you thank and you. all the best on your next project I, I hope you have another book coming out i have i've got um oh, i've got so many on the burner i've just got to do follow my own advice and <laughs> not procrastinate maybe <laughs> that's it that's it stay true to yourself it's a <laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch up again soon. Thank you very much for spending your time and giving your um, advice to the up and coming writers. And don't forget to let me know when your courses start so I can log on and prove myself. Too easy. All right. We'll chat again soon. No worries. Thanks, Maddie.